Welcome back to the Small Business Show. I'm your host, Lori Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Chris Larson, founder and principal of Next Level Income. Chris has been investing in and managing real estate for over 20 years years. While still in college, he bought his first rental property at the age of 21. From there, he expanded into development, private lending, buying distressed debt, as well as commercial offices, and ultimately syndicating commercial properties. He began syndicating deals in 2016 and has been actively involved in over a billion dollars of real estate acquisitions. Chris is passionate about helping investors become financially independent. Chris, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Lori, I'm excited. If if that smile can't get you fired up, then I don't know what can. I love it. <laughs> you are too funny. I feel the same way. I thank you so much. I can feel the energy through the mic already. So Absolutely. much appreciated. I am super excited to dive into your journey and talk about all things small business and next level income and where you are today with your practice. But before we do, I want to rewind the clock just a bit. Sure. I want to go back to the days of, say, junior high or high school. Let's yeah. think about a time when an aunt or an uncle at you know a family gathering or even a mentor or a teacher yeah. at school would have asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Chris, what was your answer to that question back then? Yeah, the first time I remember being asked that question, I wasn't, I don't think I was even in middle school yet, but I was, I was on the roof. Of, of our house. The, the roof was being redone. Yeah. My, my stepfather was a contractor. So my father died when I was very young, when I was five. So I grew up with my mom and my sister. I wanted to be a scientist back then, which I really didn't know what that meant, but I thought science was really cool. And I was, you know, I was pretty good with numbers, but as I got older, I, I knew I wanted to do one thing. I wanted to race my bicycle. And I, I started racing when I was 14 years old and the the family friend, Clint, who introduced me to cycling, to competitive cycling. We used to ride mm -hmm. from our house to Annapolis every weekend, which was about 10 miles and back. He also raced a little bit. So I went to one of the races he was he did with his family. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to race bikes. So that was really my passion going into college. But the other thing that Clint introduced me to was investing. So he gave mm -hmm. me, I'll never forget. And I talk about this, by the way, in my book, which if you're listening, you're welcome to get a free copy at nextlevelincome.com. And if you put your address in, when you click on the book link, I'll even send you a copy today for free Excellent. if you're listening. So Clint gave me this money magazine and it showed how if you invest in a Roth IRA, which was pretty new at the time, which I know probably a lot of your, your listeners are them too, it had that compound curve going up and to the right. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like I can be a millionaire if I do this. So mm -hmm. I started learning everything I could about investing, got interested in the stock market. And that was kind of simultaneously while, while I was riding my bike. But really my first passion was racing and all I wanted to do was be a pro. My condolences Absolutely. on your father. You knew what you wanted to do. You were on the bike. You said, this is where I'm going with this. So I'm definitely curious. You know, with cycling being something that was a passion, what was it that sparked that thought process of, you know what, maybe becoming an entrepreneur, maybe starting a business might be, where was that in your journey? What was it that sparked that thought process for you? 
Yeah. So I think it's a combination of things. And Malcolm Gladwell talks about desirable difficulties. So we go through these mm -hmm. periods in our, in our life. And if we have the right environment around us and we can, and we can kind of pursue and push through those things, we can, we can achieve certain levels of success. So, you know, I think my, my father's death was, was probably one of those things that be, kind of made time finite in my mind. Mm -hmm. But what happened was if, if you race bicycles, you don't make a lot of money. So I was in this period of my life where I was getting to the point where I was right, just the level right below professional. So I could turn professional mm -hmm. with, with where I was. My team actually turned professional right after I quit. But I had friends going to Europe and they were coming back and they were telling me all the kind of horror stories with respect to doping and, and what was going on. And, and look, mm -hmm. this happens. I've learned this is, this is you know, we just, we just learned about the FTX blow up with, with Sam Bankman-Fried and we've heard about doping and baseball and, and mm -hmm. cycling and all these things. So mm -hmm. there's always bad actors. There's bad apples all across the board, but it is disheartening mm -hmm. when you're kind of, you know, idealistic and trying to figure that out. Right. But I always had this entrepreneurial streak and I think it came from my father. He was an entrepreneur. I think it was mm -hmm. genetic, but what really sparked it in me and really kind of pushed me to go further was when my best friend passed away. So I had these mm -hmm. periods in my life of, you know, pretty intense loss, if you will, with my parents, my friend, my best friend, and he died. He had a massive brain hemorrhage at 18 years old. I was the one that identified in the hospital. I was 19. I just turned 19 years old, just, just two weeks before, not even that 10, 11 days before it was June 21st, 1997. I was in Pennsylvania. I'll never forget. I went back to school, put my head down for a year, raced my bike, race, 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 race. And again, I got to that point where I could go pro and I, I just kind of saw the environment and I thought, well, this isn't really what I thought it was. And the mm -hmm. other thing, Lori, is I thought to myself, I made this pact when my friend Chris passed away, I said, I'm not going to have any regrets. If I have an opportunity mm -hmm. and I have the ability to take it, I'm going to take it. Whether that's going on a cool trip or if there's a business opportunity or asking someone out, you know, on a date. And I said, how, how are you going to do this? Like, how am I going to do this, Chris? And the fact of the matter, the reality is you have to have money in this world to have access mm -hmm. to opportunities and have true freedom. And that's why I say you really need passive income to have true freedom. You have mm -hmm. to have the ability to choose your time and do with it what you will. So mm -hmm. for me and being an investor, being a business owner, are very similar, right? So Warren Buffett is an investor, but really he buys businesses. So I read over 250 books. I said, I want to be financially independent. I want to have control over my own destiny. And ultimately at the age of 20, I said, I'm going to be an investor. I bought my first real estate property at 21. The problem was I ran out of capital at that time. So I had to kind of expand, you know, before I, excuse me, just, just went into it full-fledged myself. Right. Right. No, I understand. So first of all, my condolences to you for both your father and your best friend. I completely see how the trajectory of those two instances really made you reflect on how important time is. And as you mentioned, how finite it is. It's Absolutely. the one resource in life that we cannot replenish. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, no matter what we beg for, we can't replace time. And for me, it's the true measure of wealth, is the ability yeah. to enjoy your time the way you want to how you want to when you want to i mean that to me is is one of the true measures and i think it's one of the bigger 
motivators for a lot of people when it comes to this journey. It's not just the income aspect of it. It's not that, excuse me, it's not that people go on to the entrepreneurial journey saying, I'm going to be a millionaire. Some people do blindly. However, you know, the true, the true motivator for a lot of people is that recognition of how finite time is and how much we want more control over it. And I love how you mm -hmm, know it, it truly is. And, and I love how you started really recognizing that at such an early age. You know, it's unfortunate that you had those tragedies in life that made you recognize that. But at the same time, there's the silver lining that as young as you were, you had the opportunity to reflect on one of the most important pieces of life. And that made you really start taking those steps where you said, you know what, this is the direction that I'm going to go in. This is what I want to do. And, and you really started taking those first steps you you looked at what resources were around you you made sure you had the community meaning the right people that you surround yourself with and i'm sure my audience is so tired of hearing me repeat that (laughs) how important it is to surround yourself with the right people but it's so true because the, the energy alone on this journey and i'm sure you'll agree key to starting your day to moving through your day, to ending your day. Like if you don't have the right energy surrounding you at all times, it can be so easy to give up. It can be so easy to just clock out and be like, I'm done. Forget it. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it happens, you know, it it happens because that's the kind of journey that we're on. It truly is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love how you explained, you decided this is what you were going for. You took the reins, you started real estate investing, you had moments where, of course, you fell off. And it takes, like you said, capital to kind of move forward and create real capital. That is the true meaning of, you know, it takes money to make money. Like you, you can try to do everything for free in life. Yes, there are a million free tools, apps, and resources nowadays, including your book, Next Level Income. And I hope everyone paid attention to that section make sure you go grab a copy when you're done with this episode but definitely but there's all these resources that are out there and you can use those to get you only so far yeah you can use those to help you get to the point of obtaining the passive income that you need in order to make the next steps and actually begin moving forward in your business. So once you started establishing the passive income and started creating that income to be able to create the opportunities for yourself, what do you feel like the next unraveling of your journey was? Yeah. So kind of in between there, Lori, I I went Mm -hmm. to sales and sales is a very entrepreneurial Uh, endeavor, right? Um, And I was in medical device sales, which I got, I got introduced to a friend of one of the, the gentlemen I worked for when I was working for State Farm. So I was a life mm-hmm. life insurance specialist, financial specialist. And he introduced me to his friend that sold medical device equipment. I have a biomechanical yeah. engineering degree in, biome- in, um, in, I'm sorry, an engineering degree in biomechanics. So I got to study these implants and these things. I thought, how cool if I can be the mm-hmm. conduit between the engineers and the surgeons in the OR, which is what I did. And again, it's a very entrepreneurial endeavor. You manage your mm-hmm. own territory, your own business, you grow it. 
know, as I moved into a leadership role, I was just responsible for a PNL. So mm-hmm. I really, I chose the most entrepreneurial option that I could while having that investment plan in the background. So I worked for about 18 years in that business, but it took me around about, I'm trying to think here from the beginning, you know, about a dozen years, a little, little bit, maybe a little bit more than that to hit the point mm-hmm. of being financially independent. And that's for a family of four. And I made some mistakes, which is why I wrote my book. It's why we have our course out there because we want, we want to help people make shortcuts. So I came up right. with this whole plan, which was make more money, keep more money, and ultimately grow your money. So if you have this continuum put in place and you have a very efficient system, mm-hmm. as you get your business or your career up and running, you can start to funnel it into these passive investments. So for me, when we hit that point and I made the choice to leave the medical device industry, it, you know, I was, I was actually quite nervous, Lori, because I thought, well, what if I'm not relevant tomorrow? What if nobody needs my help? But as I pushed through that anxiety, I made that next step in my journey. What I found was I spent more time doing the things that I was passionate about. I spent more time with the people that I wanted to be around. My energy was elevated. You mentioned energy before, and I found that I was much more productive and in, in doing the things that were, were meaningful to me. And I've, you know, I've continued to grow my business, you know, m- you know, basically year over year, doubling it year over year, year over year, since I, I left that, which really what it means now with our podcast and our book and our courses, we have our investments as well. We're impacting people through that, but really we're able to impact a larger group of individuals that ultimately want to get to the point where they can be financially independent. And I believe that if you have financial independence, then as I've seen, and as you've seen, you can, you have the time and energy to focus on what's truly meaning, meaningful, right. most meaningful to you. And mm-hmm. if you focus on that, I think the world's going to be a better place. Definitely. I agree 100%. If the entire world could focus on their own passion. Yeah. Oh, it'd be, it'd be absolutely. And we'd solve, <laughs> look, <impressive>. entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. And look, I believe that entrepreneurs are going to be the saviors of this of this country of this world. Mm-hmm. I think that entrepreneurs solve problems, right? Definitely. And, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, some, you know, people talk about capitalism and and this and that. Well, the the fact of the matter is, big business doesn't really they they economize they they look out for profits, but it's the small businesses that create jobs. It's the small mm-hmm. businesses that are truly innovative and, and do mm-hmm. those things. And yeah, government plays a role, and there's certain. You know, there's certain things in there and, and big business plays a role in that, but it's those entrepreneurs, it's those small business owners that are really the ones creating the solutions, the jobs Definitely. and driving the future of not only our economy, but also the solutions for our planet to make it better. I want to rewind just a moment because sure. there's, there's a couple of things I want to speak to. Yeah. A, I agree with you. I think entrepreneurs can and will change the world. And I think if we had more entrepreneurs on the planet, it would be a much better place. But I'd love for you to rewind back to where you were talking about pushing through that anxiety. And I want to talk a little bit about what it was that you feel like really helped you to push through that anxiety, to kind of get to that next step where you started delegating, started moving forward, started Mm -hmm. really looking at the next steps in your practice and how you could move forward. Yeah. So there's, there's a few pieces to that, that part of the journey, Lori. Um, The first, the first I want to recognize if you're listening, you may be, you know, in a, in a career in a successful position right now. And that's, 
that's good, right? You know, you spend 10 or 15 years, or maybe you're a professional. And you're, if you're good at what you do, it's nice when you can wake up and you say, hey, I'm good at doing this. And mm -hmm. it's pretty easy and pretty secure, you know? So even though I was in a sales role and I was paid largely 100% commission throughout my career, I was mm -hmm. confident after, you know, about a decade that, you know, I can go and do it really well. And mm -hmm. I, I could, I was replicating that success. So I had to, I had to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I'd be comfortable leaving my comfort zone, which is, which is really challenging for a lot of people. Um, it's one reason I like to jump in my cold plunge every day. It, it creates this, you know, I mean, look, I will tell you what, this time of year, I actually use my pool. And when I was sitting there and it's 45 degrees and it's, you know, you know, raining out and it's, you know, in the forties or thirties. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this. Even though I do it almost every day, I still don't want to do it. And it just reminds me that you have to always be willing to be uncomfortable. So that was the first step. I had to, I had to be willing to leave the comfort of my past mm -hmm. to allow the ability for me to be successful and, and expand my future. Okay. I had to leave the comfort yeah. of my past to expand my future. I want, I want you to, mm -hmm. um, if you're listening, remember that. And then, mm -hmm. then I had to learn all these, all these new skills, you know, all these different things. So, okay, I was good at sales. I understood finance. I understood underwriting with real estate and those sorts of things. But now I, I felt that I had to figure out a way that I could have a bigger impact. So for mm -hmm. me, I worked with a coach and I, I distinctly remember the day we met him out on the Blue Ridge Parkway, this beautiful area, we went for a hike in the woods. And we mm -hmm. talked about this and we, we worked through kind of this visualization exercise of mm -hmm. what I was meant to do, how I was, how, what I was supposed to do you know, to have, to have this impact that I look for. And I still, I work with a different coach now, but that is my big goal for this, this following year, which is what can I do in my business to have a bigger impact? And that goes full circle because I've always said to my young boys that are 11 and soon to be 13 is if you want to make money, you have to help more people. So mm -hmm. we can focus on the dollar. I can look at profitability and do all that. And that, that's important, right? You know, cause cash flow is lifeblood of a business, but what I found is if I, if I focus on how I can make a bigger impact and help more people, then mm -hmm. those, that revenue will end up following and, and coming, close. coming through on the back end. And look, I will, I'll wrap that up by saying one of the first people I worked with, one of my mentors, mm -hmm. he said to me one day, he said, Chris, if you focus on what's best for the surgeon, the patient, the business mm -hmm. will follow. I've tried to never forget that. If I, if you focus on your client, what's best for your client, if you're out there and you have yeah. a business chances are the revenue will follow. It might not, it might not seem as readily apparent, but if you do the right thing, the money will come. Definitely. Patience is a virtue. And it's hard. I used to hate it's when hard. my mother told me that when I was younger, but <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Now my daughter hates hearing that when I recite it, but it's, it's the truth. It, you know, and yeah. this journey speaks volumes to that. You, this yeah. patience patients definitely yeah so yeah and this look this the, the generation you know that's coming up it's the world we live in it's so easy right i can grab my phone and i can order food or i can order a coffee at the, at the <laughs> drop of a hat you know in, instant gratification is everywhere mm -hmm. but if you if you're in a role if you're in a career if you're starting a business and you have that long-term vision and like Simon Sinek talks about this, he talks about the, the virtue of patience with, mm -hmm. with these younger generations and how you have to be comfortable with a longer term view. And look, that's the other thing. Michelle Duckworth talks about that 
in, I think it's Grit, maybe Mindset. I may be mixing the two books up, but uh, they're both great books, Grit and Mindset. And what, what the research finds is that if you have a long-term mindset, that is the most likely predictor of success. You know, what, if, are you focused on the long-term outcome? And I think that's very, very important. Taking that moment to really look at what the journey should be, what you want to accomplish, and then connecting the dots in reverse in order to take the baby steps together. You'll never clarify what the baby steps are if you haven't figured out where it is you're trying to get to. So yeah. I'd love for you to share with us where you are with Next Level Income Now yeah. and how you work with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So look, our big drive here is we want to help you achieve financial independence through education and investment opportunities. So we have our book that's there. We have our blog. We have our podcast that's out there. Um, we have our new course. So if you want to see the exact blueprint that I use and that my my one-on-one coaching clients pay me $30,000 to, to do, it's mm -hmm. how to make, keep, and grow your money. So it's strategies to help you make more money, tax, insurance strategies, as well as estate planning strategies. So you have the right entity set up because nice. you know the three silent killers of your wealth are lawsuits, death, mm -hmm. or, or a, a, a bad illness, and then also taxes, right? Slowly mm -hmm. erode. So you need to plug those, I like to say you need to plug those holes in your boat before you start rowing faster because you're just going to sink and sink and sink. You know, plug those holes, get those done. And then we have a specific strategy to help you determine your best investment strategy to, to develop passive income. Now, if you're a business mm -hmm. owner, that may fit into there. You know, you may be more of a, on the active side. You may be more on the passive side, but you mentioned the importance of having, you know, that vision, Lori. What's challenging mm -hmm. is a lot of people say, hey, I know I want $10,000 of passive income a month, yeah. but they, I'm a numbers guy, right? So I have spreadsheets mm -hmm. for everything. So we have an amazing spreadsheet. You can plug in your numbers in there. You can figure out when you can become financially independent. And then if you're accredited and you're like, Hey, Chris, that's great. Just, just how, how can I get some passive income today? If I have say 50 or a hundred thousand dollars, you can click on the invest mm -hmm. link on our website and you can schedule a call to talk to our team and see if what we do is a good fit for you and take a look at some of our investments. In the interest of time, I know we're coming up on the end here. We're also going to give your audience 30% off the course today. They can yeah. use the code LORI, capital L-O-R-I, and you get 30% off our new course as well. If you check that out, and there should be a link in the show notes, I think, that will get you, get you here as well. Will be. Yeah. I certainly will be. Chris, thank you for that. I will be sure to include the link in the show notes page. So we appreciate that. And listeners, viewers, be sure to take advantage of that. This is a complete package for you to really take a look at what that picture might be in the future and to look at the path that you can build out for yourself so that you can set yourself up financially so that you can have the passive income and start growing your financial future the way that you should be. Not blindly, not without advice. You definitely should do some research. Take a moment to get to know who it is that's advising you. And I hope that everyone has had an opportunity to kind of listen to your story, understand where your journey came from, and really get a chance to look at Next Level Income, check out the links, check out the book, check out the program. So excellent, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. If you had the ability to go back, say, 10, 15 years and tell yourself yeah. just one thing, what do you yeah. think that would be? Yeah. So 
I'm going to make this a two-part answer. So number one is, is have faith, don't give up. Like have, have faith that the future is going to be better. And I, I think, I think I've always been a pretty optimistic person, but then the other piece is I'd say, Chris, go find somebody that's achieved the success that you want and, mm -hmm. and hire them, find a coach. You know, I, I've had coaches, but it took me a long time to get there, Lori. And because I, I don't know if I thought I was smarter than other people or if I could just figure it out on myself, like you said, you know, with the free resources, but mm -hmm. I would have gotten a coach sooner because mm -hmm. I mean, I spend, look, this might blow some people away. I spend six figures on coaching masterminds a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it comes back as a multiple of that. And every year I, I tend to, you know, find better help. I find, you know, coaches that push me in a further direction. Mm -hmm. They help me being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So that number might sound a little overwhelming, but find somebody that can help you find a group, you know, maybe even you can mm -hmm. put a group together to do that, but find someone or a group or some people that can hold you accountable. Because if you have the info and you have the plan, the last piece to success is going to be that accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability is key. That is the catalyst I've seen for a lot of people. Chris, that is yeah. a, that is definitely a good one. I love that. And have faith. Have, have faith. faith. Absolutely. Just, you know, keep yeah. going because it does keep get going. greater later. That's actually what a girlfriend told me one day. You know, yeah. twenty years ago, she said, "It gets greater later. I promise you." And greater you know later. I love it that. Does. I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, definitely. So Chris, the theme of the show is to really hear the journey, find the challenges and create solutions. So we really like to help our viewers in hopes that they're starting their journey and hopefully can come up with, you know, a challenge in an industry that they might be able to find a solution to and launch their own business. So we would love to know with next level income, if in fact you had a magic wand, yeah. leave it away and change anything at all. What do you feel like that would be? Ooh, change anything at all. Anything um, at all. Even yeah, your wallpaper. I would. Color. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, uh, I wouldn't waste it on that. Um, <laughs> I would, I would, um, I'm trying to think how to articulate this, but I would uh, pull people's egos back a little bit mm -hmm. so that we could have um, more challenging, open conversations, you know, about mm -hmm. some of the big issues that we face in the world, you know, you know, what, what you know, big political issues, because I think what happens is we, we're emotional beings. We allow our egos to get in the way. And a lot of times that prevents us from kind of pushing into that uncomfortable area and mm -hmm. learning from others that have different backgrounds from ourselves. So that's why I love what you're doing, Lori, because, you know, you allow people to come on with different backgrounds, different experiences, share them out there in a, in a safe environment and a, with a wonderful energy that you provide. And, you know, I think if we had more of these conversations in, in, a, in a more open way, again, we can, we can continue to make the world a better place. Hopefully we are. I thank you. Thank you, Chris, for sharing your journey and your story with us. I thank you for sharing Next Level Income and the course. And so again, we will be sure to include the links in the show notes page. Chris, you have been absolutely outstanding. And I thank, oh, thank you, you. Thank you. So please share the best way for our viewers to find yeah. you. Yeah, real easy. So I'm going to get, give you a link for that special uh, course discount. But also just check us out at nextlevelincome.com, nextlevelincome.com. You can get a free copy of our book. You can check out our podcast. Everything up there is free. So please utilize it. Hopefully it can help you take the next step on your journey towards financial independence. 
Excellent. I am looking forward to all of our viewers coming up on their own next level income. So Love Chris, it. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.